Simply Abundant Intuitive Hour, The Journey of Attachment, a special series that takes a deep dive into the topic of insecure attachment and why you can't let go. Here's Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. My aunt had told me about Tracy's podcast deal with it over a year ago. I've been listening to it ever since. So after my last breakup, I said, that's it, and decided to take the leap of faith and do coaching with Tracy. Tracy helps you break through and question your feelings and emotions and get to the root cause of those. I'm thankful for all that I have realized about myself, thanks to her. If you are noticing that you keep attracting the same type of relationships and you just can't figure out why, it's time to figure it out. Tracy will help you get there. Hello there. Back again for another episode number 557. Yep. I have had this podcast for almost six months now. I cannot... Six months. (laughs) Six years. I started this in 2015 in April. So there we go. It has been a journey and we are on the journey of attachment, aren't we? And so today, I'm going to be talking about journey of attachment. I'm an ogre, right? And I'll get into that in a second. So if you're suffering from anything related to insecure attachment, I highly recommend either you email happiness at tracycrossley.com and get a discovery session to look into my programs because nobody should go through insecure attachment on their own if they can help it because... It is a long, painful journey. I used to feel like it was an impossible journey. That was my whole life. One big, impossible journey. So my recommendation. And if you're not ready to take that leap, we always have our $99 program. The $99 30-day program, which is only on Facebook. Yep, because that's the only place we can do a group. And you can take that. And it's basically going to help you to give you tools on working through insecure attachment, whether you're an avoidant or you're an anxious or you're both. Okay. All right. And if you need details on that, you can also email happiness at tracycrossley.com and I will definitely get back to you on that. So, alrighty, the main topic idea today, what is it? Well, it's not just saying imposter syndrome. It's all that you do to create exactly what you don't want by reacting to it. And at the same time, trying to hide what you think the ogre inside is rather than living freely and happily, right? Always trying to hide the ogre, the monster, the unacceptable person that you are inside, which again is only in your head. But when you have insecure attachment, you don't necessarily have a really clear idea of who you are. You have an idea of who you've tried to be. So for most people, and starting to talk about this podcast right now. Do you have one thing you do really well and it appears that you take that for granted? Do you? I used to. Like anything I did well, I took for granted. And if somebody told me, hey, that's great, it didn't phase me. It didn't feel like anything because it was the things that I was not capable of in my own head that I wanted to get something for, right? So do you get what I'm saying? And perhaps you have things that you focus on 
where you don't do well and you wish it was different and you can't figure out how to change it or make it better. Many of you, meaning you and me, because I've been there, fall into this. And what happens is you tend to focus on things that are not great and that you can't stand and you wish you could change. There is the fear someone is going to see all that is wrong and run away. Even for avoidance, this is something you believe because you can't get too close to people because you're afraid of what's going to happen, right? You're going to get engulfed or they're going to find something and be screaming and running for the hills. So you date where you look for positions that are going to work, where you maneuver yourself, right? Where you maneuver yourself so that you're appealing to the other person. And this is all in your own head, right? This doesn't necessarily mean you're getting any feedback from somebody else about it. And where you settle into people in situations where you hope you're never going to be misunderstood or that your flaws are not going to be focused on, or in fact, they're going to be overlooked. Oh, I don't have any flaws, right? According to you, I don't. But we seriously don't understand that just by feeding what you don't do well, all of your I'm not good enough, I don't matter feelings and beliefs, all of that, what you do is you are constantly reacting to it and you're creating more of it. So I don't know if you can see this clearly, but that thought in your head, the idea, the story that you're not good enough and so you're overcompensating or you're creating something that's in reaction to it. Because if you sit there right now and you go, God, I, I suck, right? There, you're going to have a reaction to it. And most of us react to this and we're not consciously aware that we're reacting to these kind of beliefs and these thoughts, right? And so you do. And so you have a reaction. And then maybe your reaction is you're going to solve the problem. Like you're going to go do something that is going to show you are good enough. But the problem is you already are good enough. You just don't think you are. So you're doing all this action, which is a reaction again to that belief. And so you go about creating a life this way. So it's not even just the single reaction to I'm not good enough. It's perpetual. It keeps going. It keeps growing. And we just keep creating more of what we don't want. And then we feel like we're in this prison and we can't escape and we keep waiting for somebody to give us the key. That is truly painful. Now, I know that's the opposite of what most people want, right? It's to be feeling like you can't have what you want because you have to become a different person. I used to always feel like I had to be a different person. So I totally get this. Like, when am I going to finally reach that place where I'm normal or where how I am is what somebody wants, right? Without me having to be any different. But I didn't know how to be me either. And I think that's what most people struggle with. And you feel like this ogre, right? You don't realize that you're always playing the same story in your head. Like I was saying that you're reacting to where you're the ogre and you're constantly doing things for people to be able to see things that are different about you, right? Like, look it, I do this. Look it, I do that. Even if you're not doing it for them, you're wanting that recognition. And yet, a lot of times you can be rejected just for what you think people should love you for. And it's because it's an idea rather than an authentic you. So... You can run yourself ragged by trying to be perfect or trying to avoid anything which will let on that you have flaws that you do not accept in yourself. Because most of us, that's where it comes from. 
And then we just look at other people and think, well, how could they accept me too, right? They can't accept me. I'm flawed. I'm not perfect. Look at that person over there. They've got it going on, not me. So you, do, you try to come out of it, you know, I'm sorry, you try to come out of it from both sides without even being aware that you're creating exactly what you don't want, right? So you're either performing or you're reacting and you're getting depressed, like I'm stuck, I'm screwed. And it's all this lack of acceptance of yourself. And this has been going on since childhood. This is not something that just started yesterday because this is what has programmed your patterns, programmed how you see the world and you see yourself. And so you have a false facade and it can be at work. It can be in your relationships. It's anywhere. It could be at the grocery store. It doesn't matter. A lot of people who do the rescuing hide behind this because a lot of times, if you feel like an ogre, you want to feel superior. You're looking to feel superior. One of the ways is by rescuing. Another way is intellectualizing the other person. Something that creates emotional distance because then you can't be found out. So if I'm superior enough to rescue you, then I must be okay, right? That gives me a sense of validation and I must know more than you, so I'm now acceptable. And it's funny that we do this, but we do. And a lot of times we just don't realize it. So I did this for years in my professional and personal life and I was very consistent about it. <laughs> I was consistent about my inconsistency as a lot of my clients are. And I mean, I talk to people all the time in my work who want to be consistent, but it's really hard to see yourself until you're given some kind of light bulb like, hey, look this way, right? We just keep going in these patterns and we don't see them. So for me, my fear was not just being found out. It was losing control and feeling like I would never get anywhere and I didn't realize my limitations because... I had these limitations left over from childhood. These stories that I created about how I would overcome certain challenges and be amazing, which is why I was always looking for a challenge. And that's been something I've really worked on for years, like about how many years ago? Like seven years ago when I was hiking and I was a hike leader. And I, I mean, I basically have hiked since then, but I stopped being a hike leader oh, probably around when I started this podcast. <laughs> anyway, the thing is, is that, or maybe, yeah, actually about six months after I start, started this podcast. So anyway, uh, this is the point. I started having anxiety when I would hike and thinking about hiking. And it wasn't until I was done and I felt that great feeling of the endorphins and being worn out from doing like a 16 mile hike, right? Um, but the thing was that I wasn't enjoying it. And I realized that a lot of it came from I always had to create a challenge. Well, I made hiking a challenge instead of something enjoyable. And so that was like a light bulb moment where I, for the first time in my life, when I would have that reaction, I would just keep going in the past. But at that point, I was like, oh my God, okay, you've got to deal with this, Tracy. And I did. So anyways, I also had this when it came to a corporate job, my last corporate job that I had, or my last couple of corporate jobs that I had, my last title was a vice president of an international advertising agency. And I felt on some level that it validated me, even though the company was not where I belonged. Like I did not fit the company culture at all. In the last two jobs I had where I was managing um, the job before that, I was managing four offices that were not geographically located near me. And so 
point is I had all of this managing to do and I felt so out of my comfort zone because in one of them, I was challenged with things that weren't challenging to me. And in the other one, it was the same thing. I was not challenged in the way I wanted to be challenged, which for me at the time was, is there a burning inferno? Let me go in and save everybody. Like I had to do that because otherwise I didn't feel like I had value. And so anyways, I chose my last job, the VP job based on title, not based on anything else. I am being very honest about that. And I blew it all the time because I was always reacting to the same story of trying to prove myself. And there was an inner drive to do this or that and feel insecure as fuck at the same time with everything. Like I remember uh, this one client that I talked to and it had changed so much. Like when I had done sales in the past, I could be the salesperson, you know, or I'd send somebody on my team. But I was now in a place where you went out with three or four people to go talk to a client. And I thought that was so bizarre at the time. At least that's how I had looked at it. And I remember I was so bored with my job because like I said, it wasn't challenging in the right way for me, for me. And I would make things to do. Like I'd just call like accounts that were totally underwater and I'd set up appointments and they're like, okay, well, we're going to send somebody else to go see them. I'm like, I'm not going to go see them. I'm the one who set this all up. And they're like, no, somebody else is. Okay. Um, you know, the, it was... Yeah, it was interesting anyway. So the point is though, I just always had to create a challenge because I had to prove I was not this freaking ogre, worthless human being who I felt that I was. So anyways, I felt I could never be anything at all, but how I appeared. I appeared to the world to be strong and showed the world that I was authentic when I really wasn't authentic or real, but I thought I was. And I also felt like I had to be in charge, in control, and that I needed to rescue people all around me. I could have people who I couldn't rescue around me and I didn't know what to do with myself. Literally didn't know what to do with myself because then I thought they'd see the inner ogre. <gasps> oh my God, they're gonna be on the same page with me. They're not gonna look up to me. I'm gonna be seen as this ogre. And I am not kidding. That was a huge problem. So what's the problem with this, right? Problem is you stay on a merry-go-round and you never get to happiness. You have moments that are fleeting based on validation, but you never stay in true happiness or can get there because the merry-go-round of your pattern just keeps you fighting the same battle every day. Different day every day, right? And another problem is you're frustrated by this. Yes, you are. Because it takes a lot of energy. It gives you anxiety. It makes you feel out of place in your own skin in certain situations. And so you're always trying to strategize something new when you don't realize that you're reacting to the same story about yourself and your limitations on a daily basis that create exactly what you don't want. So by playing it safe and trying to control things around you in terms of how you're seen or known, all you do is create distance and sit your, excuse me, set yourself up for the circumstances you don't really want. Whether you're rescuing or you're fearing you're going to be found out, whether you're a perfectionist and rescuing uh, God only knows. It could be strangers. It could be people in your life. I mean, I did all of that too. So I get it. But the thing is, you're fearing also that you might make a mistake or be criticized. You have to do things in a certain way in your own mind. You cannot be an ogre, damn it. So what you do are you, you have certain strategies, whether it's people pleasing or, you know, any of this stuff I'm talking about, right? 
And it keeps you playing in the dynamic in real life and showing people what you think they need to know rather than un being understood. Like, you want to be understood as this other person, but not as who you are. So anyways, you want people to get you and you want them to make their own decisions. And yet you want them to make decisions that are inclusive of you. But again, inclusive to the degree that you want to be known by somebody. So you're not impacting things like you think you are. And this is a problem because if you ever want to be happy, then you got to look at the rest of the world and not blame them for the world, you know, for what you live in, which is if you feel like shit, you got to look at how am I reacting to that story in my head? Okay, got a wisdom nugget for you. Here we go. Remember, wisdom nugget is a hashtag. You convey a medley of confusion by trying to control perceptions. Instead, let go, be aware, and align with your true self. What could be the solution, folks? Well, there are several solutions, but the first, the first is really to be aware of what your insecurities are and why. Why? Why is the question I always ask. This is not to beat yourself up. Please don't ever beat yourself up with anything I'm saying because that doesn't help anything. That just adds a layer of crap to react to, you know, and who needs the bullshit? You don't. So the why is for you to ask yourself so you can get deeper not in your head, so you get to know, why am I motivated to reject myself, right? Why? So anyways, you got to get to know your insecurities and why they're there, not to beat them up, not to get rid of them, just to know why. So why do you feel rejection with your insecurities? Why do you have a problem with them existing, right? And how have they worked for you or against you? Because here's the thing with insecurities, even when we overcompensate, on some level, some of this stuff works for us, okay? So don't forget that. So the thing we really don't understand, though, is that we're causing our own pain. You're causing your own pain. And it's crazy to say that, isn't it? But I can sit here and tell you how easy it is to cause your own pain. It's easy because you're stuck in these patterns and you're looking for a way out and it doesn't come how you think it should. That's the big issue, folks. So for you, you want to also look at being honest when you answer someone because of a reaction to your story about your insecurities and how you're going to strategize to overcome them. Instead, you're going to be honest because frankly, where do you work for someone or you're in a relationship with someone and no one really wants to be lied to, right? So you're going to be honest about what's going on with you, whether it's you're sharing about your insecurity or your strategy or you want to, you know, whatever it is. So in other words, let's say that you're sitting in an office with someone and you recognize that you want to say something that's not really true, but you're afraid of being found out or looking stupid or somebody criticizing you, and you say, you know what, I really want to answer this question in a way that's very honest, but I have a little bit of fear of saying it because I just don't want to be criticized, or I don't want to look stupid, and I'm just sharing that, and that's kind of vulnerable, right? And you could have an asshole sitting there going, oh my god, get over yourself, or whatever. You got to be able to handle that, and that's not really about you, that's about them anyway. And it's to be able to get to a point where you can actually separate that and go, that's really about them. It's not about me. But I'm saying you could do this also in a relationship, the same thing. 
I realize we're talking about something that's making me uncomfortable. And I'm just sharing that with you because usually I want to answer and say everything's fine, but it's not fine. This is how I'm feeling. I'm not looking at you at making it better, but I'm just sharing this with you because I am working on becoming more empowered or I'm working on becoming happier or I'm working on growing closer to you or whatever it is that's your story, right? I'm talking about your authentic story, not the bullshit stories in your head, by the way. So when you do that, you set yourself free. It doesn't matter what the other person does. It really doesn't because people are already thinking the thoughts that come out of their mouth anyway. So you're not actually provoking it as far as the thoughts. You might be provoking them saying something they're already thinking again, okay? So because most people like the truth, even if they don't like the truth, right? Most of us were like, okay, then I at least know what's going on. I can trust the situation more because, hey, this seems honest. So you want to look at the stories you have that you react to constantly telling you how good you are or bad you are, the right thing to do. That's another thing. It's to look at that. And they may have these stories and how you're described in your own stories may have nothing to do with who you are or what you want or anything. And you just put yourself in a place of trying to maintain control. Well, let go of the control. So what if the story is true? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Try to break free from that familiar pattern of allowing your stories to control you. Have some curiosity about those stories, whether it's, okay, am I really good or am I really bad or am I really this or is this what's really happening? Question it. Have curiosity because you don't really have things under control. Nobody does. And that's what we're trying to achieve. So by actually being curious about the stories in your head, you can change it. So sit and ask yourself a couple questions and allow yourself to get deeper with your answers, not deeper in thought and thinking and strategy, but in feeling, feeling, feelings are in your body, guys. And so you want to see the stories. Where do they come from? Why do they exist? How do you react to them in your world? And just do one thing today where you're stopping something that keeps a story alive, like one story alive. Like stop doing one thing inside of the story. Just one. It'll be uncomfortable and scary because it's the unknown and you're not in control. So you might feel out of control. But if you want to be happy, you're going to have to give up doing things how you do and start living. Yeah, because this other shit, this is a prison. Fuck that. Okay, what did I do? I stopped the stories and my reactions to them. And it took me a long time because I did a lot of this on my own. But anytime I found a story in my head, I started to question it. Yeah. And as in, what is this? And is this helping me? Or what is this? And allow myself to feel something that maybe I was not aware was there, that I had been trying to avoid and didn't realize it. And the thing is, it's not that you want to do something, of course, that's against yourself, but living this way is against yourself, right? And so I didn't want to live that way anymore. And so for me, I no longer react to these things in the same way because I've just accepted things about myself for the most part. Like I just look at how certain people who don't like me, like when I think about how they don't like me, I just accept it. I'm like, well, that's how they feel about me. And that is hard because, hi, I'm a Libra. (laughs) I have Scorpio rising in a Capricorn moon. But let me tell you, I was a big proponent of everybody's got to like me. Yeah. So really hard for me to do. 
But things came out. I couldn't hold it together at certain parts of my life where I had been trying to be somebody who was loved and liked and then realizing that I didn't really love or like myself. That was really hard. And I took responsibility for my own actions. And perhaps that's a big part of why I don't have this thing about everybody having to like me. It's like, well, these people don't like me. It's okay. They got their own shit. I got my shit. And some of these people I don't like either. <laughs> so it's okay. But it's that point of everybody's going to like me even if you don't like me, right? Because I can't be seen as an ogre to myself or anybody else. So, uh, you know, I look at my mother like she's a hard case. And I've challenged myself to be really authentic even in what I hear from her. And I don't react the same way because I look for my responsibility in getting here to the moment in question. And because I don't want to be a walking reaction or protective of my identity that I thought I needed to control. Like I needed to control her. I needed to control everything. And I didn't. So the identity which said, this is who I'm supposed to be rather than this is just who I am, which is an ogre. And I happen to like me as an ogre. I'm okay as an ogre. All right. Wisdom nugget again. Here's the hashtag. And the hashtag is wisdom nugget, by the way. All right. You convey a medley of confusion by trying to control perceptions. Instead, let go, be aware, and align with your true self. Here's a universal right. You have the universal right to continue to play your game with yourself and never pass go. You have the right to stay on Baltic Avenue and never own boardwalk emotionally, mentally, financially, or physically. That was a good one, huh? <laughs> Let's wrap this up. So wrapping this up, you are an ogre. We all are. Woohoo! Let's be ogres. We, we can be Shrek. All right. So anyway, uh, that's our beautiful part where people can connect to and see the beauty of our flaws, not because it's bad, but because we all have them. And it's up to you whether you want to be happy or not really, or just try to continue to react to that same old crappy shitty story in your head and being unaware about how it got there or if you even want to change it. So you can choose to be aware of those stories and not react in the same way, but do something different, which feels in alignment with who you are. And even though it's scary and things will be out of your control, it's the way to go down the road of happiness. All right. I got two podcasts. Number 316, I'm not okay unless you think I'm okay. And number 437, Journey of Attachment, Imposter Syndrome in Relationships. Yes. All right, you guys. Y'all take care. I love that you listen. And I will be back with another episode. Bye-bye. Questions about today's show? Reach out to Tracy at info at tracycrossley.com. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating for the show so it can be heard by more people. For all things Tracy, check out tracycrossley.com.